Welcome to Proho Podcast, where conversations on sexual freedom, sexuality, and defying societal constructs is constant discourse. I'm your host, Penda Jai, and today I'm speaking with Juliana Luna, yoga teacher who works with ancestral knowledge and moon vibes, hailing all the way from Brazil. We're talking all about sexual energy, orgasms, and spiritual highs. Have you ever thought about how the moon has perhaps influenced your perspective on love, sex, and relationships? Or maybe how your sexual energy is related to your inherent creative abilities? Well, let's welcome Juliana Luna and learn more. Hi, Juliana. Hi. Bem-vinda. Is that the right way to say hello in Portuguese? Bem-vinda. Bem-vinda. Isso. <laughs> welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's really an funny thing that my name is Juliana Luna and normally people call me Luna because it's like I have this really deep connection to moon everything <laughs> and Luna means moon in Spanish so it's a um, very suiting name for me <laughs> so when did you discover this um, connection to the moon um well since I'm a child I've been really like weird <laughs> likewise <laughs> And uh, once I grew up and I started really like on my healing journey, my own hero um, journey, I realized that the moon had um, such a important um, part in this like uh, puzzle in my life. And so I started just paying more attention to it and understanding how it affected me. And um, it just really made sense to um, feel the the shifts like the cycles that would always express themselves and shift around and I would really be con uh, like aware of it and so it just um, became more and more present for me and then uh, one day I was uh, at my yoga teacher uh, teacher training and the once I like lay down in shavasana after my like exhausted <laughs> exhausted body was like done for the day um all of this information came to me about the moon and the ancestors and how the women the feminine and the ancestors were like trying to speak to me through this like shifts and I got it I got it all and I started really investigating and that's how I made it until today with my work reflects a lot of that knowledge that I received. That's so beautiful. And when you were doing research on how you're connected to the moon, uh, which traditions or knowledge does this stem from? Does it come from a certain religion or practice? Uh, yeah, well, it's it's a more of a scientific approach, but um, from Yoruba people, which is really... Um, interesting because in my country we as as in the united states we had uh, a slavery very very deep uh history that really changed how my my culture has been shaped but the yoruba perspective which is like what the building blocks of of my cultural background um was completely erased and i I know that Brazil is like so rooted in like Afro-Brazilian practices, which are candomblé and, you know, all the Santeria, Orishas, orishas yeah, that comes from um, this uh, understanding of life, you know, from Yoruba people. It's the cosmogony of Yoruba people. So I started uh, diving deeper into those um, philosophical, scientific um, understandings of, of like creation and um, how do we relate as, as human beings to one another and how we are able to read our energy uh, constitution through our Odu, which is our um, algorithm for our birth, you yes. know, like... Similar to a horoscope, is it? Or very different? Very different. <laughs> it's much more um, like an imprint that you receive and, and this imprint has information and once that information is within you, you have all this other information that like piles up on top. So it's like layers of information and it's literally read as algorithms are re uh, read. 
Like, for example, uh, for you to, to read your Odu, you have to go to uh, Babalawa. Mm -hmm. And then Babalawa has this like big, um, like a, a plate, a circle plate made of wood. And that, that plate uh, represents the entire cosmos, the entire universe. And he has um, an instrument called Opon. And this opon, the, the instrument is um, made of seeds and like shells. Um, and when you when you like pretty much put it under like um, a, a surface when you're doing the reading, it gives you binary numbers. So you're able to get your all the composition of your entire uh, soul um, imprint through binary numbers. Wow! <laughs> so it's technology. Yes. <laughs> In your, on your discovery towards discovering more about the moon, how does it relate to your sexuality? How do lunar phases perhaps influence your sexual drive or energy? <laughs> There's a lot of, of uh, interesting information on that because um, what, I, what I've been understanding from um, my researches is that we women, we have a moon inside of us. And the moon inside of us is dictated by this really beautiful cyclical um, journey that it encompasses a whole month. So month comes from Latin menses, okay. right? Yes. Menses, it's moon. And menses is also menstruation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was, as soon as she said menses, I was like, menstruation, menstruation. There has, that has yeah. to be. Month, menses, menstruation, moon. Okay. So it all connects in a very interesting, beautiful way because when we look at our inner moon, and it, that has nothing to do with the moon in the sky. I want to just make sure that yes. everyone gets <laughs> that part. <laughs> Forget the moon in the sky, everyone. Okay. We just talking about the inner moon right now. The inner moon is um, a system that is completely... Um, in alignment with nature itself and is dictated by our journey throughout this monthly um, development. Okay. Right? We women, we were born with the follicle, which is this like cell that has all the little eggs that will right. be delivered throughout the, our whole entire lives. Yes. And it's programmed to like you know, drop the eggs whenever, you know, the month goes on. Yes. Month by month. This programming, it's really interesting because man, they, they came to, you know, to earth without the ability to produce any life until they actually go through this like breakthrough, like initiation process, which is puberty. And then they are able to like produce the seeds, yes. which like go and like, come together with the, the eggs and all of that magic happens right but for women when we look at this like beautiful um already like in essential like intrinsical um cell cellular uh um just like all the follicles all the eggs everything that was born with us is already like what is going to determine how we really are developing ourselves throughout our whole lives so the moon inside is life itself really like playing this cyclical like development in our existence yes every month every month so when we look at this diagram we can see that our menstruation is one one phase and then we have our uh, um, fertile uh season which is another phase and we have archetypes that go together in each of those um like quadrants yes another algorithm essentially another algorithm yes we are de decoding our in like um our experience right and then when you look at it and you are able to see that all of that is connected to your emotional body that's when the magic happens because for example um when, when we are women, right, and we're really sexual beings because yes. that's just how we are created, sexuality has a lot to do with creativity. And we are inherently creative yes. because we come with this, like, cell 
that is able to create life at any point in our lives after a certain period. So yes. it's just the energy of creation expressing itself in us every single day. It's inherently in us. It's a it's, part of us. It's a part of us. But right. can everyone, does everyone tap into that creativity? No, that's where, that's where this, this whole um, system comes in. Because then you are, if you are emotionally and, and when I say emotionally, it's really interesting because like the moon in the sky um, has a magnetism in the earth, right? The earth is 70% water. Water. Yes. We are 70% water, over 77, I, I think. And this is like emotions uh, have to do normally with water, right? That's like people always when you're doing your like astro chart. You're, <laughs> I'm a Pisces. Yeah. I happen to feel water sign. <laughs> exactly. You know what that means. Pisces people, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All them tears, honey. Every day I cry All every day. All them tears. <laughs> <laughs> what side are you? I'm an Aries. I'm a okay, fire baby. A fire, yes. Yeah, but my moon is in Cancer, so I know what the tears mean <laughs> too. I'm a sensitive baby. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, um, and so normally, like <clears throat> when you look at your emotional body, it's totally connected to what your ancestral um, understanding of yourself means. And when we come with that follicle, that is all like. Um, encoded with all this DNA, like genetic information, it also brings with that stuff that was from our people that came before us. So we are carrying this like egg that has all this information, even from people that are not here anymore. Yes. And that shit is the crazy part, because if you don't look at your emotional body and you don't understand the power of your creative innate sexual nature you are able like you're not able to um balance in this like whole equation so your emotional um understanding of yourself just gets overwhelming and you get stress anxiety on top of all of the genetic things that come and like mm -hmm. it just becomes a hot mess literally you just want to like kill someone or kill yourself at right. the same time exactly every it, like month every month and it, when you said it it has so much information it, it it makes me think how it goes beyond just your mother and father and sometimes yeah. i think that's as, as big as we want to think in terms of trauma or the way that we respond sexually or emotionally it's like oh well my mom was this and my dad you know never spoke about sex and was very they never showed affection but it, it goes so far beyond yeah. just our parentals. Yeah, it's like generations and generations of, of, of data in our genes. And it's, it's, it's our turn now to clear out some of the trauma that comes with that. And, um, you know, when, when women come to me and they take my workshops and they're like, yo, I'm like... Every month I have so many cramps and endometriosis and all this stuff. It's because our uterus, it's literally a receptor of information. I mean, since we are born, we come with like all this stuff already encoded in it yes. that will determine like our creative um, interaction with life throughout our whole entire lives until we die. So like people say, oh, I get so many cramps and like... And, and I say, you know, the cramps are because we don't accept our creative nature. We don't accept that we are here to really enjoy this ride. And there's nothing really more pleasant than enjoy ourselves and be like juicy about our lives, yes. you know? Um, Which includes bleeding for women. Exactly. And, in, and the bleeding process is also so necessary because the bleeding is purifying you see like cleansing, cleansing, shedding. yeah, like all this, all like nature is so perfect. It has found a way to help us detox from like, we're like literal filters for the entire existence. You see, like besides being creating all this amazingness that we create and babies and are part of that. Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> like multiplying the human race. It's part yes. of that. Black girl magic. But, all women magic. Honestly. All women magic. Yes. But the, the 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 aspect of filtering and being this receivers that are able to like 
take on all this information and then shed it and bring it and, and let it out back into the earth. There's a meaning on that too. Like we are purifying like and, and helping nature evolve itself. Itself, yes. Isn't that crazy? When we really learn when you about really that, think about it. it's like, what in the world? Like, this exactly. is a lot of responsibility, you know? It is. And thinking how you were saying about the cyclical nature of it is really every moon or min says you said right yeah. we are diff we are completely different people mm -hmm. so we are we are ever evolving yes all the time and it's so beautiful but the 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 fact that society has made us think that we're crazy because of that because one day we're like one day hey. we're happy. the next they were like i hate you <laughs> the next they were like i want to make love to you love to you the next <laughs> day you're like don't touch me right and those are all valid emotions yeah. but yet we're deemed crazy and yeah. society wants to place these you know labels on us but so this many. is totally normal but it's normal for us and accepting that is what changes the whole entire game. Right. Because then our self-care changes, our own understanding of our sexuality and how it works changes. We are able to release so many traumas because I mean, there's so many women that have been through sev like severe traumas because of their sexuality or like they, you know, as a child that they, they went through stuff with men that have been like abusers. Yes. So until this day, we are carrying all this stuff as a collective. Because even if you think, oh, no, I've never been abused. Like, I've never been abused as a child, right? Right, likewise. And, yeah. So there's, like, an aspect of me that is, like, yeah, it, hadn't, it hasn't happened to me. But if a, f a friend of mine comes and tells me this, I feel in my body, like, the terrifying, yeah. like, the, the, like, the fear and the... It's everything is in me too. And I'm like, how am I even feeling all these things? You know? Right. Even when we come together, like as women. So genetically, this came to me in a meditation and I was like, wait, what? Um, genetically, we're like XX, right? Chromosomes. Yes. Our chromosomes are yes. XX. Right. Men are XY. XY. Yes. Right. But X always comes in everything that is present in life itself. So X is like the the beginning, the, the, the foundation, the very foundation of life. Yes. The, the other X, the Genesis, the other X is like us women, we activate one another. Even if we're together, like, um, we menstruate together. Even if my period would come like only like next, the next 10 days. And then yours is like the next five days. All of a sudden we're like hanging out and living together or something. And like our periods sync up. And yes. we're like, wait, how did that even happen? Yes. You know, inevitably it will, since no cycle is the same amount of days necessarily yeah. that with any woman, you know, which is speaking to your point of that, we will all be connected at some point and menstruating and on this moon cycle together at some point. At some point. And it will all like just sync up. So it's, it, it's just um, an understanding that we are connected in this experience and we are activating one another all the time even though we don't think we are energetically we are like super like on vibing on the same and this is our inner moon communicating and that's like the beauty of all that's this so thing. beautiful i've never i honestly have so much research to do <laughs> After this, I'm like, wait, after, I don't know anything. I just know every every 28 days, um, it's it's my menstrual cup that's happening. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask, when you talk about the creative nature and relating to sexual like drive, for instance, mm -hmm. so how can we separate this creative, you know, feeling? How does it differentiate between people who have a very high sex drive or who find joy in sex versus people who maybe fear sex or um, are are not enjoying sex? Mm. So how does that creative nature or maybe your creativity in the outside world relate to your sexual drive and or how you find joy in sex? There's like, I think there's uh, many layers for this. There's a lot of... Um, misconstruct around the idea that you know 
sex is this thing that everyone is just like woohoo about right and there's a lot of pressure in society to be like performing and like you know the the whole porn industry is like yes. yeah, yeah like, get it ugh. like you know and um there's so many ways of being sexual and it's like even to me sometimes if people look at me a certain way i'm like huh i get like wet <laughs> what yes the fuck <laughs> like you know exactly like don't look at me like that i oh my i'm gosh, going yeah. to jump and like I... sit on your face right now like no. don't look at me right like Seriously, i was i was dating am dating someone i guess and we were like just making out so intensely and like i was just realizing how long it's been since i have had such an intimate mm. kissing experience yeah. and literally i left his house and my like there was literally like come on my dress just from like I literally got so wet and was like I was so shocked because yeah. I was just like wow and I, then it's triggered the conversation of how sex doesn't have to equate to like great sex doesn't have to equate to orgasming no. all the time like it can be an experience like pleasure yeah. and sex does not mean orgasm yeah and when I talk about creativity I'm talking about joy I'm talking about enjoying yourself. So even if like your 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 sexual uh, drive is not like um, super high, but you enjoy yourself while while you are interacting with the person intimately, that's like already something to investigate, and it it comes from investigation because we have been conditioned in such a terrible way, and our ways of relating to one another are so like crazy right now <laughs> now we really have to discover this and investigate this and feel comfortable in our bodies to really understand what makes us joyful and enjoy the the process of this like discovering this adventure finding someone to explore with is really cool it is but we can also do that on our own because, you know, the trauma and all of those things are like so delicate. And so um, a lot of people even don't don't even know that they are traumatized around this, which is a crazy part. A crazy part. Yeah. I have a I have a friend who um, they never had orgasm. Um, I, I kind of have two stories. One friend, she had never orgasmed, um, period. And she would have sex with partners and they would never be able to help her reach orgasm. Mm. Um, and so I think she started to wonder, is is this, you know, as is this the peak of, of my sexual experience? Mm. Is this as great as sex is ever going to be? And um, I, she told me that a lot of her partners would suggest, you know, maybe mas masturbate as much as you can. And maybe if you can find what makes you orgasm, then you can translate that into um, an experience with another person. And I have to check back in to find if this has happened. But I think, like you were saying, finding that for yourself, that pleasure and that joy of sexuality for yourself, because you may not even know what barriers are holding you back from yeah. this um, experience. experience. Um, so I'm always a fan of, of masturbation a thousand percent, like every an <laughs> orgasm a day, a <laughs> masturbation a day makes <laughs> keeps the doctor away. But you know, even this masturbation thing is such a taboo sometimes because I mean, I was brought up in a Christian family and you're not allowed to touch yourself like yes. oh, right exactly <laughs> you know and, and it becomes this like terrifying process when you're there on your own and you're like touching yourself and you're like oh uh, uh, am i supposed to do this what am i you know so it really comes to this like settle 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 the little boundary breaking where you like start touching and see how you like to be touched like what's the the quality of touch that you like yes if you like like feathery touch if you like like rrr, grabbing touch you know like really um playing with the intensity of your own touch and smelling yourself and seeing if you like like to be uh to have something wet in your skin or yes. you know just textures and it's so beautiful to just go in this journey of self-discovery with confidence that you are doing this for yourself Self, exactly because the like this performance thing it's always for someone else and who is this other person right right who yeah who is that other person and why why don't you hold the same standards for yourself of, of feeling that joy for yourself right and i last year i spoke with um 
a few of a few different people about the, if they remember the first time that they masturbated. And these stories were just so interesting to me because um, I was telling the story that my first time was in front of like, you know, watching porn in, in our house in front of this huge computer and it was still dial up internet. So you couldn't be on the phone and use the internet at the same mm-hmm. time. But I had this sweet window of time bef- when I got home from school before like my dad would come home from work. And I would just always kind of feel this like panic of like feeling someone's coming in someone's coming and you're like trying to just make this happen as quickly as possible and you don't you can't really put all the emotions together of of why you feel like this is so dirty or so bad but then but also being kind of like addicted to this feeling of this high but not understanding really and at the time I I wasn't realizing that this is like okay this is a clitoral orgasm and there there's so much more pleasure that can be achieved but just thinking um how we we would when you're first learning yourself, how, how those moments are yeah. so beautiful. And another friend, he is, um, he's a gay man. But then when he was first masturbating, he said he would, he would watch porn with women. And then, you know, he would maybe seek an, a picture of a naked man or in, in the porn video, he, he would see the man and, and feel, you know, slightly more attraction towards the man and still trying to work it out and it was just so beautiful and him telling me the story of realizing coming to his truth about feeling like okay you know maybe i am more attracted to men but also being growing up in a very southern southern state and his parents not you know condoning this behavior but just how um his story of self-discovery led to and and masturbation led to him really finding out and defining his sexuality yeah so I think masturbation, you know, has has its is an incredible tool to learn yeah, more about yourself. It's one of uh, it's one of the like really good tools for for this self journey, like discovery thing. And I mean, I'm Brazilian, right? My culture, like, if we go on a date and we don't kiss, it's like the weirdest thing. <laughs> like when, sometimes I'm in America and and my friends, uh, I they go on dates on Tinder and all of that stuff mm-hmm. and. And I'm like, okay, so how was it? Oh, it was it was cute. I'm like, okay, how was the kiss? We didn't we, we didn't, didn't kiss. kiss. What? How are you gonna know? Like, wait, what? Yes, <laughs> how are you gonna know if you like how them? How are you gonna know if you like them? <laughs> you didn't kiss if you didn't like the smell and the and how he moves and how he like you know like or she or like, I mean, what? So for me as a Brazilian uh, person. I really am so much more liberated in my sexual sexuality in a way because I have a, a culturally a background of like, okay, like the the intimacy is something that um, plays a big role in in the interaction and having sex with someone or like kissing or making out or like being close is like part of the experience while here it's different like yes. the, the closeness is like very controlled everyone has like mad boundaries up and, and <laughs> take it so like so seriously. so seriously i know because i think you know here when i talk to my girlfriends about kissing or like we definitely place expectations on that closeness so if yeah. you make out with someone or if you have sex with someone the first date i do think what even if you're mean? like yeah what does it mean what are we <laughs> and even if you try to be very aloof and chill and like down to earth about it where you're like oh, i don't care like deep down you probably are wait- like is, is he t- looking is he at your phone. Looking at your phone exactly so <laughs> and, and maybe in brazil i've never been i i need to still make a trip but maybe yeah. there is some a more energy that's more free and you mm-hmm. know just like yeah if it's meant to be it's it will happen or yeah. you know and whereas here i think especially in new york it's like what, well what are we or you know and I, <laughs> my like, friend my friend was on a date the other day and she's like but how do you how do you even like show that you want to be kissed i'm like i get really close, close. <laughs> i put my lips on their lips <laughs> i get like like a like an inch close yes. <laughs> like to talk and she's like oh my god you show me a secret <laughs> <laughs> just lean in that's hilarious um, i know but after all this talk we still didn't i didn't hear enough about yoga and how it relates okay. to sex so i want to know more about that and your practice and teaching um yoga and sexuality well i think yoga it's a very beautiful tool to come back home to come to your body come to your breath come to a place where 
you feel comfortable. You see, like you're not in your head so much and you don't have all these projections all the time. You really are able to feel and to be and 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 your nervous system your nervous system uh, plays a big role in this interaction with like even your sexual energy because if you look at it like the kundalini is this is this serpent of energy that runs through your spine okay what does that freaking mean <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in practical terms it's electricity that is being conduced in your nervous system all the way up to your brain and down to your like to the your tailbone and you, and you, and you have all these sensations in your limbs that like are part of the whole experience sometimes it's like tingling sometimes it's um shaking sometimes you just feel awake and like energized you know so um For me, yoga is this uh, understanding of coming back home and finding your seat in your house, in your home. While from there, you can be present. You can look at the other person and say, okay, yes, I I like this. Or, mm, wait, there's something here that I don't feel like quite... Quite you like know, myself, yeah, like my home. Like my home. And so... It makes it so much easier for us to um, navigate out with our like center, like very like assured in our truth. Um, and I think like if you really want to experience intimacy, um, it has to come from a place of of truth and centeredness. Um, because whatever is happening right now, it's just like. A shit show we we are in Word. such a crazy like understanding of relating that it's like so disposable and at the same time so superficial and um i don't i don't know like how to operate in the system you know i don't the other day i was on like tinder looking at at people and i say how like i don't know how to do this i don't know how I to don't. swipe like i'm know swiping all kinds up. of wrong <laughs> like <laughs> i've given up i swear like, but i but i feel so i don't i value um in person interaction so yeah. much more and i think that is my home right like i think there's something about me that thrives on meeting people even if that means approach walking up to a stranger and just shooting a sh my best shot yeah but something about that feels like home to me mm -hmm. as opposed to being on a dating app and i've had to accept that because i have friends and they're in amazingly successful relationships i'm in a wedding this yeah. year of a friend who I met mean, on tinder hello. five years ago right Amazing. and then I'm, and i'm like so why can't this work for me i don't understand why <laughs> what am i doing wrong what like <laughs> why are it's like the a swipes? lottery <laughs> it's a lottery it's like a lottery it's literally a lottery and so i i had to realize it's like you know what and every like six months my friends are like oh just try it try it again some people are awesome at it like i have friends that go like on it and go in dates and meet really cool people and not so cool people right. <laughs> you know <laughs> that too and me i'm like i don't know how to do this you know because i'm so oriented with this like uh sense of of, of closeness and i want to explore that sense of closeness with more um depth depth so i i just the yoga part and um The breathing part and the kundalini and all of that has brought me to a place of very, um, like a lot of comfort. I am so comfortable within myself and I'm so comfortable with my sexuality. Like the other day, I was with this guy. Um, we had we were dating back in, in Brazil. We are not dating anymore, but we were. And we um, I'm fluid, so I go back like... I go with uh, guys and girls, so yes. it's like um, we had this girlfriend, and we both were like so happy because we could interact with this woman, yes. and it was beautiful. And um, at some point, um, he he was like, "Okay, I think um, I want I want us to be like just Monogamous. with yeah, just with one another." I was like, yeah, but I, I like having like this freedom of exploring and being in different places and talk and, and really like uh, 
it's like for myself, right? It's a, it's an exp- self exploration as well, um, an experience. And he he was like, yeah, but I'm I'm kind of jealous of you, like with other guys and this and that. And I'm like, okay, well maybe this is not gonna work then because you're you're getting like so much, um, so much freedom from my part, but I don't get as much from yours, right? And, and that is weird to me. So we ended up not like being together anymore. And and then one day I come to his house to pick up some of my stuff and he was acting all weird, like super like distant. And I, in, in that I see, because I'm in my body and I'm so comfortable within myself, I see that there's like something there. So I sat down and I said, look, I just want to thank you for just, you know, being open to doing this and I think we had fun and it was joyful and we did have some rocky moments. But right now I'm like so comfortable and and in telling you that I am thankful and grateful to you. And I want to kiss you. <laughs> That's what he told him. I yes. did. Did he respond well? He was like a bit like shocked. I'm like, right now. He's like, uh, um, well, maybe we shouldn't. I said, why? Why? Let's just, I mean... You're awkward because you want this. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I read it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. So we like kissed and we made out and we made love and it was beautiful. And we were there for like an hour and a half. Yes. You know, like just juicy and nice and beautiful and, and everything sexy. And then after after that, I said, you know, I, I, st- I stayed in my truth. I stayed in my center and I told him what I wanted in that moment with like such an open heart and that led us to this really exquisite experience together and maybe that you know like some for some people that's like oh that's weird because he's your ex and da 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 but to me none of that was like there at the moment but what was there at the moment was I want to write you right now yes I want you. I want inside you inside me. Inside yeah. me. <laughs> was that the last time you saw him? Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was beautiful. We like it was just um, it's like a moment to make peace with whatever happened in the past, you know. So my sexuality allowed me to express myself yes, in that, that way. Freedom. Yeah, and be cool and totally like mature about it. You know, without being like, oh, I shouldn't have done that because he's my ex. I and know. what is he going to think? These weird boundaries that we all oh, it just place so on ourselves. It's just so energy consuming sometimes. So, uh, yeah, being in your body, being in your seat of, of power, I think that's like what makes a lot of difference. Amazing. What do you think about taking some questions? I would love that. Okay, let's, let's hear from our audience. Let's uh, take some questions. Here's the first one. Okay. Hey, Tinda, I have a question. So I recently have uh, walked away from a really conservative space um, and upbringing, and I'm exploring my own sexuality um, and what that actually means. And my question is basically, um, yeah, for people like me uh, who are I guess late bloomers are just starting um, that exploration maybe a little bit later, at least in their 20s. What what advice would you have um, as far as things that are healthy um, for us to do uh, that helps us explore that space? Um, now, for me, I'm, I've grown more conscious uh, and, and aware of, of, yeah, my background and how it's played into um, just the guilt and the shame that I've felt in the past, but now as I'm trying to live a life and more importantly, a sexual life, um, or, or a part of life that, yeah, has sex involved, um, yeah, I just, I want to break that guilt and shame away, but I don't really have many examples of, of what things are healthy, um, going forward. That's interesting, right? And I think we yeah. were talking about that of about obviously religious shame and even going back to the moon and the ancestral trauma that mm-hmm. we come from and and him saying that he came from a very strict and religious background and you growing up in a Christian household, how do you think that you 
came and were able to unleash your desires and come to terms with your sexuality? Um, it just took me the it took me the courage to come back to my body and and leave the and leave that persona that I had built based on my family, other like, people's yeah expectations expectation over me and especially like my mom you know like very judgmental and um like narrow view of what life can be um and i had to um forgive myself i had to forgive myself for for allowing all of that and for um so the so this guilt and this shame would also like slowly start to shed away from like my core you know um because everything was just so shameful sometimes i would be like oh i shouldn't have done yes. this you know even during sex sometimes i feel like yeah. i have those thoughts where i'm like oh my dad would not ooh, approve ooh, of ooh. this <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> yes it's so crazy it, is. it like comes up and you're like whoa where did that come where did from that, yeah what what triggered that yeah. like i like you said i i'm just wanting to sit on his face um, and all of a sudden now i'm thinking about here. my dad and how this <laughs> tangent right. yes. takes you on a completely different like adventure in your mind and it's and that's the part where i'm like really finding freedom in in forgiveness and in compassion towards myself and really treating me with, like a baby you know finding these moments where i can be like so nurturing with myself that i'm like literally like a newborn yes understanding the world for the first time and this guy's like you know such uh he said uh do you have any any uh, comments for late bloomers like me you're not a late, late bloomer. bloomer like you're, you're exactly a bloomer, a bloomer <laughs> right and in the, in the precise moment that you were meant to bloom yeah and and all the experiences you had so far count too because it took you to this place of like okay this is not working for me where can i find joy where can i find play where yes. can i find pleasure exactly in this in this dynamic for myself right the and the awareness that comes with even being able to ask this question i feel like some people would yeah. perhaps continue going through life and and maybe having sex but not in a way that is joyous or that um they that they can't surrender to right the feelings of of working through those feelings and mm -hmm. knowing that and i think that's why it's so important to talk about this because i don't think anyone's sexual experience has been rainbows and uh, no squirting and uh, <laughs> lots of we coming. come from this Every time. fucked up ass yes. culture exactly society that just has like messed up the whole thing for us we are all in this we journey all together in this journey together and yeah. i think you know if we keep fucking other fucked up people <laughs> which we all are we but are with, but without like <laughs> trying to talk about it then we're really doing everyone a disservice mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah i think that that's the best thing it's fine is is acknowledging that's the first step and yeah. i think that he has so yeah that's beautiful you're you're in a very beautiful path my friend i think you should just continue in that research in that investigation but like don't forget that it's joyful and it's pleasure it's joyful. yeah it's pleasure and is play all right let's take another question okay hey girl so i have a question i've been thinking about and it is, do you think you can create a healthy relationship balance with someone that you think you're better than or worse than you, whether it's career, education, appearance, finances, or intelligence, or should you only date people you consider unable to you? Love to hear what you think. Bye. So uh, how do you date someone that you feel is lesser than or above you? In terms of any facet of life, of uh, uh, looks, education, finances. Wow. I think this is a real question, real ass this question is, that people yeah. don't want to admit yeah. that they have these biases, but definitely mm -hmm. people do have these biases. Yeah. And so many levels. In, on so many levels. It, and I'm guilty as well. I think I find myself being yeah, like, especially because I, I am very much like, is this my... 
twin, person. twin flame. My person. Is this my person of forever <laughs> life? So then I really start dissecting these things. Mm. I'm like, okay, we'll check. And then, no, it Oops. doesn't have this, but check. Mm. Can I work with this? Can he work? we work with this? But never, ever looking outside and being like, well, maybe they're doing that to me. Maybe I'm not checking off all of their boxes either, mm-hmm. right? But do you, do you think that uh, it's attainable to be a match with someone who's maybe not your equal in all ways? Well, this is such a complex question because what is that, right? What is a, an equal? What is a the uh, uh, lower lower than, better than? What where are we basing our principles? And it really makes me think of like how much how much we are conditioned in this like um, achievement. Um, oriented society that gives you all these badges and through the badges you actually um like validate your experience so let's say there's a guy that he's so cute and super put together and he's got the job and he's got the car and he's got the like the looks all whatever that would mean and there's another guy that you know, doesn't have it so much or another girl that doesn't have it so much. But this person with the car and the job and the this and the that treats you like you are just like part of the whole package, like the the key of the car, you know. And this other person that doesn't is treating you like a human being. Right. So what where are your standards? You know, like what are you looking for in this experience? Do you want to be a car key it's your choice. It's your choice. Do you want to be treated as a human being with all your flaws and your qualities and the beauty and the and the bitterness of being in the body? It's your choice. So there's so many like layers to it. And I feel like it all comes down to really being in your body and um, knowing your values, knowing where you stand, knowing your truth. <clears throat> and... It's not always easy, even if you, you are with like the person, you know, like that checks all the boxes, you will find, you will run into, but maybe he's better than me on this thing, or maybe she's worse than me on that yes. thing. Like all the levels of interaction can be either better or worse. Right. So it's craziness. It's craziness. It's craziness. And when you think about how many people are in the world, even if you are with per se, that person who is the one. I think naturally interactions with other people will raise questions where you're like, oh, well, you know, this person is now showing me a whole other perspective on what I thought was the one. Opening up the world. world. So I I think it's almost impossible to find, you can find someone on the surface who checks those levels. But essentially, like you said, we're always changing and evolving. And so how can one person... You know, I mean, I know this is a question that can be a debate of like, can one person really serve, you know, all of your or meet meet all of your standards for your entire life? Mm -hmm. My friend, she sent me a meme today and she said, this is what I want. And it said, do you think we should have leases on marriages? So maybe after five years, you have the choice to like renew (laughs) renew this marriage. And she was like, I would totally do this. But it does put it into perspective of like in five years, you are a completely different human than you are now. So is that is it wrong to want? change after that time or do you do you stick to something that you've you thought you wanted at an, an earlier stage in your life yeah just to me it's very it's very complex but very simple at the same time there's if there's clear communication love respect compassion there are agreements that are going to be flexible regarding values that those two people or three people or four people hold, you know? So I think there are always ways to make this uh, a discussion and a a possibility, like the change, the transformation and all of that is definitely a a very um, determined, you know, like a thing in our society. But um, for this woman that is asking, for this lady that is asking, like, better than, less than, I think putting in perspective, like, our own insecurities, you know, like, what is better than, what what is is better than, less than, right, and finding comfort in just feeling, feeling, 
the feeling part, not the thinking part. Oh, I think Penda is better than me because she's like dark skinned, you know, or I see like her hair is more beautiful than mine because it's in locks, you know, like what Where, is that? Yes, and, and why? I mean, like you said, it's so complex and it's so simple, but definitely societal standards of what we should aspire to have in a partner. And even yeah. someone that I dated, he said that he felt like a lot of people date people that they think society will find attractive. Yeah, it's so true. Despite their own personal attraction, they will perhaps say, oh, I'm really in love with this person, but... You know, my family will approve of how this person looks or society will think that she's beautiful and I I feel better about my life because people will see me with a beautiful woman, woman. you know? Yeah. So I think you're right in, in questioning why what do we deem as better or worse? What does yeah. that mean? And for me, honestly, um, like coming to our bodies as individuals is what's going to really determine how how wonderful the experience can be because when you know what you desire and you like and you are like joyful and you're ex like your own unique like uh, expression then you share that with another person you know and even if there are rocky moments and disagreements there's always room for joy and play so it balances it out you see like right. it's a it's a balanced equation always um, life is always about balance yeah yeah so yeah i just i i'm i'm looking i think i'm looking for this in my new my next uh partnerships that i'm going to establish like really people that are seated in their power seat but like in their humanity you see what i'm saying I think that's important. That's important. And I just really want to thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you. Juliana Luna from Brazil. <laughs> Do you want to give us like a little outro in Portuguese? Claro, claro que sim. É, bom, muito obrigada por me receber no seu show, no seu podcast. E eu tô muito feliz por ter conversado com você hoje. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> I got shit podcast. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. And, uh, and I enjoyed this conversation very much. <laughs> Likewise, beautiful. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thank you everyone for listening. Ciao.